You're listening to Creatively Geeky, the support group for your creative process. Hello, and welcome to the Creatively Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. I'm joined by uh, uh, my other creative... um, well, I, I, the other part of my creative spirit, basically. So, uh, which is evident is evident by the phone call last night. Uh, so we will we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, Chris and Ray are joining me. How are y'all doing? Good. How are you? I'm tired. So <laughs> school has who has actually started. I mean, I've been back on contract for a while, but school officially started and. Uh, it's constantly running around taking care of stuff and then we're having to reset a bunch of passwords. So we're constantly having kids at the door. I need to reset my password and we're not letting them into our office. We've got a good distance between us and them. Uh, and we're having to shout and they're just, huh? <laughs> Come on. You're here for a reason. Pay mm-hmm. attention. Anyway. Um, you should what, almost go to email. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so let's get let's go ahead and jump into what we've been working on. Would anyone like to go first? Sure. All right, Ray. Sure. Um, just a quick recap. This is what you oh. said you were going to try to work on. Um, you were looking to buy some basswood. Uh-huh. Uh, you were looking to carve some more figures. And yeah. I just threw out the thing on there. You had started working on a Hobbit door. Right. So the Hobbit okay. door has been touched. Okay. Uh, how's but. the basswood going? I was able to pick up some basswood. So where did you pick this up at? So there's a place uh, up here, uh, Lee Valley Tools. Uh, it's Ray's was... new favorite store. Nice. It's my new toy store. Cool. Uh, they have pretty much everything you can think of, and they had uh, a large chunk of basswood. And then I think I actually, let me just go grab it. I think I have this here. Is it in the, on your desk? As we wait for him. I know, right? Bunch of dead air. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, so, big guy. Yeah, All right. So they they had a large chunk uh, similar to this size. Okay. Um, but this one is actually small planks. Okay. So uh, this is basswood, um, which we'll discuss about the topic today. Uh, this So I was actually going to make some signs out of these. Okay. I have a couple of ideas, so I was going to make some signs and uh, do them up nicely and then see what I can do with those. Um, And then I also was able to cut down. So I've got, we saw the original one. Okay, yeah. For those watching the video, this is one of the original wizards that he had carved. This is Gandalf. So that was fine. This one was made out of cedar. That's right. 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 So trying to get a little bit more interesting uh, hat and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, this one is a hardwood that I happen to have a chunk of, uh, just because it's you know it was a little bit different. Uh, that's Saruman. So that's Saruman. And then I have the basswood, and I have to say this is by far my favorite wood to work with. That's and one of the blue wizards. Oh wow, that looks good. So a little more detail in the in the hat. Uh-huh. Uh, and what a dream to work with. So you said this was this because I, I asked. I figured it would be a softwood. You said though it is a hardwood that carves really well and holds 
uh, detail. Yeah. yeah, so I'll give you uh, a quick show here. So it's hard to see. I'll try and show it up close. So this is cedar. Cedar's a softwood. You can mm -hmm. see in the eyes areas, it's kind of cut up and beat up and doesn't cut very well. Mm -hmm. um, no matter how sharp I got my knife, that was always the way. Where if you get close up with the basswood. Oh, yeah, I can definitely clean, see. Wow, that is a clean cut. It cleaned really well. And I can get a lot more detail in the beard as well. Again, oh, yeah. Here. Yeah, I can see that. A lot of detail in the in the beard um, where the cedar was a little bit more friable. Mm -hmm. uh, pine was okay to work with, but the basswood just held the the detail a lot better and cut like butter. It was beautiful to work with. Very cool. So yeah, uh, so I did all that. Um, haven't touched the door. <laughs> Um, but I was able to work on the shop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huge so, so I was able to pull a bunch of stuff out, get some stuff moved around. We actually moved the bikes out of, I got an update on that for you too as well. I oh. forgot. Uh, was able to move the bikes out of the shop and into the garden shed, shed, the garden shed. So that's all been worked on. Um, so that freed up a big <clears throat> corner for you. It was actually able, it actually made me think of, uh, where I'm going to put my table saw. Uh, I'm going to do a rolling cabinet uh, for the table saw, and then that way I can actually have it rolled out and do some work with the table saw and stuff. So that uh, was big. And then, um, yeah, I was able to help out a buddy today too. So uh, he's doing his siding. So today was a, a creative day. I was able to do some final siding, which is why I'm a little brighter than usual. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's been a busy busy time but uh worth it it was there was a lot of a lot of tinkering a lot of fun stuff going on and got, got some carving done which is good too good deal yeah uh chris do you want to go next sure okay um you had down finished the purple blanket when i did and <laughs> the other thing you had was a plan of attack still working on the plan of attack. i wonder what i meant by that I, I think I know what you meant because of a conversation that we oh, had. Tell you what, let's start with the purple blanket and then we'll move into right. that. So it's done. Is, it's done. <laughs> this is the part of the purple blanket. Now the, okay. the dog and cat have laid on this a lot. So there's <laughs> kind of a dog or a cat here. But it, there's textures. bubbles. I see them. Bubbles on it. And then the border, which crochet usually needs a border because the and the sides tend to be a bit janky. Um, but it's huge. And it's, it's, it's kind of heavy. <laughs> um, but Logan also really likes cuddling up with this. So it'll be nice in the wintertime. It'll be really nice in the wintertime to just snuggle up with it. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of, it was a good learning uh, exercise in patience and um, repetitiveness. Because if I have to do a bobble stitch anytime soon, it'll be too soon. Um <laughs> But just that, but that I really like doing it. And then the plan of attack. I don't know what I, I mean think, by that. I think that was to do with your store. Yes. So oh. that was my thought process because you had okay. said you were you were you were looking into uh, some different things like how what you wanted to do with your store. Yes. Uh, and then there was a point where you had contacted me and ha had oh. asked about uh, possibly a mentorship. 
Yes. So um, part of my personality traits um, is that I often will freeze when come up against something that has way too many options where mm-hmm. I'm presented with like everything. I freeze for fear of making the wrong decision. So I would okay. just rather not make the decision. Um, so that's what I've come up against because Etsy is one of those things where because this is mine and I can do whatever the hell I want, that's almost, that's the best and worst thing for me. It's the best thing because it allows me a lot of creative, creative freedom. However, too much freedom. It allows me too much freedom <laughs> because I, I am then like, holy crap. There's there's too many options. And what if I pick the wrong one? And then, you know, the anxiety takes over and I go down a black hole. So I was thinking there's this one woman that I follow on on Instagram. I don't know her name, but her Instagram is called uh, the Pigeon Nest. And she's from England. She's a freaking hoot. Um, She's got two small kids. And anyways, she does crochet, but she's been um, selling on Etsy, I think, I believe, for nine years wow yeah so she's got this and she's a veteran and she does crochet as well she makes completely different things than i do she also sews and stuff so it's a completely different market um but she's been doing this for nine years and i'm like all right if anybody would know even if she said no no but and like maybe like suggested somebody or like suggested a website or anything it's just more like i kind of needed need somebody to be like okay that's cool you got an etsy shop fantastic have you thought about this or have you thought about that not somebody be like literally telling me what to do but mm-hmm. just sort of like um things i haven't thought of or wouldn't know to look up or think about so yeah that's that plan of attack and i have yet to ask her because i'm too shy oh i will say this so i've i've listened to uh, there's a, a a group i listen to that does several podcasts one of the podcasts they do is uh weird things where they talk about a lot of spacex stuff and weird stories or whatever well they do another podcast called after things because they're all creatives and they've talked about um the one guy in there brian brushwood uh was a stage uh magician and has moved on to some other stuff he still does magic uh on the internet or whatever but um he literally he has it framed i think he said he has it framed he literally sent a handwritten message you know of course this is way before the internet uh to um i think he said pen and teller but the one he got back from pen was was nice the one he got back from teller was fantastic and basically was just like, okay, this is, you know, you know, you're asking for, you know, kind of where should I go or whatever. A lot of people, you know, you know, it, it is possible she might say, oh, well, you know, I don't really have time or whatever. And yeah. but most people are, especially, you know, if you're kind of just up and coming, are very much open to, you know, it's just how the internet's become is very much like, well, I won't give you everything, but here's at least a starting place. So. Yeah. You know, I I I I'm I'm fully behind this idea of just reaching out and just being like, hey, you know, could I pick your brain for a little bit or whatever? So, yeah. just but just I, yeah, like I'm I'm not expecting anybody to like come in and basically do it for me because that right. But just somebody to be like, okay, I've got because I feel like I would do the same thing to if I had that many years of experience and somebody to be like, hey, I'm just starting out what do you wish you knew back then that you don't know? Right. And see, that's a fantastic, that, that right there is a fantastic uh, question. Oh, you're just to start with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what did I say? Um, Quick, write it down. 
<laughs> I have it recorded. Um, <laughs> the uh, one of the other things he mentioned was, uh, especially if you're going to be asking for a favor, which it's kind of a favor, but it's kind of not. Um, are you a regular commenting on her stuff? Yes. I okay. Just started following her, um, and so I've like commented on a couple of her stories on a couple of her posts, nothing like, I'm not like every single thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I watch, I, but I like stories. So I'll, I watch everybody's stories. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I, like a couple of times and she doesn't have like a huge, I think she just got to 10,000 on Instagram. Um, but she, yeah, she's, she's a veteran in retail. Like she's already starting her Christmas stuff. She's already like, right. All of it, she's already starting. She started it last month, and she's got two kids. She's got a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and she homeschools them during the summer. Ooh. And she's, like, she does all – that's the other thing is that she starts listing all of the things that she does. And I'm, like, okay, so the last thing she needs <laughs> is some chick from Canada going, like, help me, please. Right? Like, she's already got so much to do. Okay, so one of the other hints, uh, tips that I, I gleaned from that podcast also was uh, how are you planning on contacting her? I was just going to DM, uh, DM her through Instagram. Okay. Um, then here's what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. DM her and just say, just wanted to say I'm a big fan of your work. Period. Done. End of conversation. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Maybe next week, if you know, see if she responds or not, maybe next week just say, oh, my God, that was so awesome. You know, something she posted, whatever. Mm-hmm. That way, when you get to the point where you're asking the question, because they put it in and they said email, that mm-hmm. way when you look at the email chain, it's oh wow, I've actually con- I've actually had a little bit of communication with this person before. They're obviously a fan. It's not just mm-hmm. some Joe schmo that just oh hey they look like they're new. Yeah, I would just start seeding it a little bit and like literally just I'm a big fan. You know, either a big fan or I love the work that you're doing. Awesome, mm-hmm. something like just very simple. Mm-hmm. And start from there so that when she looks at the DM, she's like, oh, so I've already talked to this person a little bit. They they obviously are a fan. They've been, uh, you know, whatever. So it it might it's a it's a good way to kind of slip in there. A bit, yeah. So. And but then my other thing was, is I hope she doesn't think that I, this is a people pleaser coming on me. Hope she doesn't think that I'm only sending her these messages just because I want something out of her. Right. But I. I don't that's think that's my happen. that's where no, my I, head goes. I know, but I don't think that'll happen because when you when you do comment, mm-hmm. you're gonna be genuine, you're gonna be yourself. And when yep. it comes across as a genuine self, then they it'll it won't read like, hey, okay, like I've commented enough, you haven't asked you haven't responded back to me, right? So can you do this for me? It's like that's yeah. not how you, that's not how you're gonna go about it. I actually, it's not a bad idea because I've actually found that I there's uh, two in particular, but there's three creators that I've actually got a good rapport with online now. Now it's all through just just um, DMing. Yeah. But uh, it was it was in response to their stories at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would respond to their stories a couple of times, and uh, Alexandria. Mm-hmm uh what's her handle i can't remember oh alexandria's lens yeah alexandria's lens on instagram beautiful work absolutely Mm -hmm. stunning um the other one is the littlest avenger she's hilarious uh very honest um she's a very positive uh body type uh 
So body positive. Body, yeah, mm-hmm. body, body positive. Making sure that you accept who you are, which is which is fantastic. And then follow me away is the other one. And I've had um, followed her for for a while. Uh, she does these gorgeous shots. It's her and her um, significant other mm-hmm. uh, of some sort. Um, but they, she, she'll put on the dresses and stuff like that. Go to these gorgeous spots, and then he'll snap the pictures, and then uh, edits them afterwards, and just. The editing is stunning. Uh, they'll make a, a pretty mundane photo look absolutely gorgeous. Um, mm-hmm. And they've gone all over the world doing this. So it, it's pretty cool that yeah, you bring that up because just having those conversations and those interactions is usually enough that... Yeah, but I agonize over stuff like that. <laughs> Even like the littlest thing, I'm like, oh my God, did she think I'm weird? Oh, was that appropriate? And I'm like, I'll like write, delete, write, delete, write, delete, agonize. Right. And then, like, I don't know how to people. <laughs> I, <laughs> I understand that. I just don't. My, I am not a person who peoples. And when I try to people, I feel like how much I don't people show surf because I'm super awkward <laughs> about it. And then I That's fret about all it. up here. I know, but <laughs> but no, but people in general, I I I don't people well. And and so when I want to try to people well, it's like I'm very very rusty at it and then I like I get even more awkward it's a vicious cycle anyways but but yeah oh. we, we need to get you drunk <laughs> no I haven't had a drink in th- almost three years I know years. I'm just no. teasing you I'm just teasing <laughs> I'd almost say I'm not going to put this pressure on you I'm not going to do this to you but I'd almost say by the end of the show we just need to go nope just type it hit send and then just put it down and don't that's it see I, already, I see your face and I'm like I don't want to do that to my friend but I want to also want to be supportive, and I want to I get that know. first shot fired. So. <laughs> it's like jumping in an ice cold bath. Yeah, gotta do it and get yeah. it over with. Done. Yep. And then I know it won't be as bad because she's a nice person, and she's actually really quick with responding. I don't know how she does it with with everything that she does, but yeah, she's. I think she's just a natural busybody. She probably is. <laughs> she's got all that stuff going on. You almost have to be to keep up with everything. So. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I'm not that person. Yeah. All right. So what I had on my list was uh, install lights, install fixtures, uh, work on my flex. And then I'll get to the, the other thing that happened. Okay, so installing the lights. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, the other thing is actually what took longer. So uh, Christy and I have uh, uh, paid um, – it's actually our, our friend uh, uh, Laney and Joseph. It's their next-door neighbor. He's a really nice guy. And uh, we paid him to come paint several rooms in the house. And um, – uh, the, the, what it boils down to is we were no longer able to really match the paint. And so even though we could match the color, we couldn't match the sheen. And so if in certain light, even, you know, if we did touch up paint, it looked like it was like a, a shiny leopard in the room and it just it was, it was looking worse and worse and worse. So we're like, well, we're planning on moving out of this house in four to five years. Let's just go ahead and and the other thing is is we we did this well over a decade ago. Um, we painted every single room in the house a different color. So like the living room was brown, the kitchen was green, uh, my office is blue, uh, the boys' bathroom was purple. Like every room was a different color, and it's not like a mild like it was. It's a stark slap you in the face. This is that color. So anyway, we decided we're gonna do a kind of a 
uh, just kind of a nice gentle gray. Uh, and we're doing it throughout the house. And actually, I really like how it's it's looking throughout the rest of the house. But anyway, we paid him to come in and do all this. Well, he gave us a really good deal. And part of it was I was going to take down, like, you know, I took off all the, the plates and everything. I took down, you know, all the stuff on the walls. Uh, the reason why this took so long is because while I was going, I was like, well, I might as well do this right as I'm going. So any holes that we had in the wall that maybe uncovered, you know, from previous pictures or what. Uh, I went ahead and fixed all those holes. You know, most of them are not bad. The One of the biggest ones, though, was uh, I had done this years ago. Um, I had something. Oh, that's what it was. I had the center channel um, uh, uh, speaker above the TV, and it was kind of making it hard to hear, so I moved it back down. Well, anyway, there were four um, uh, anchors in the wall, and for whatever reason, being younger and dumb, I was just like, well, I can just go over it. No, can't just go over it. Because no matter what, it still looked like there were four circular holes in the wall. Uh, so anyway, I was fixing that and fixing a bunch of other stuff. And then as he painted, I spent this last weekend, like I spent the weekend before last uh, prepping the house. And then I spent this last weekend getting everything, you know, kind of back together with Christie's help. Uh, but anyway, our house is pretty much set. Good to go. Uh, so I've been working on that. Um, not really that creative, just doing a lot of kind of type handiwork or whatever. Uh, the other thing was, is in the bathrooms, we changed out, uh, some of the hardware. So I had to change, I changed out like the light fixtures, changed out like the toilet, uh, toilet paper holder, towel, you know, holders and stuff like that. Just kind of making things look a lot more modern. Uh, so that was actually been eating up, I'd say 50% of my time, maybe more than that. The other percentage of my time. Since the last time that we talked, I was supposed to go to – well, okay, so two things happened. Lainey and Joseph and I got to do a con, which was awesome. Um, that was definitely – our last show we were talking about gearing back up, and uh, that definitely helped. That helped a lot with the situation because um, uh, I got to see some of the other Ghostbusters that I don't normally get to see. It was energizing being around a crowd again. We were we were very safe. Um and um, we had a we had a great time. I forgot how much I missed going to conventions. Um, I know I agree. And uh, the other thing uh, that was supposed to happen was this last weekend I was supposed to do a parade. Uh, Austin Pride Parade was supposed to happen. Uh, so I had been busting my butt trying to get my uh, ecto conversion and you know going or whatever. And uh, I was I was shooting for like. What I was referring to is like phase one, trying to get that done. So basic stuff. So I had to have the lights. I'd have the roof rack on. I'd have a couple things on there to make it look like an, you know, kind of look like an ecto. And it would be fine for this first parade. And then eventually I'd go back and add all the other stuff I wanted to add. Well, um, the people that we're marching with actually pulled out of the parade because things are getting so bad in the Austin area. Um and then just a few days later, they officially announced that it's been postponed. It's been canceled because things are so bad in Austin right now, um, which is just literally an hour south of where I'm at. So things aren't great here either. Uh, that being said, so I'm continuing to work on my Ecto. And uh, then this other thing happened, and that is the uh, trailer, the newest trailer for the new Ghostbusters movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife Drop. And I think I know on one of the the back channels that we you know our our, our friendly group talks on or whatever, uh, I posted the trailer and then I was like, 
my creativity literally has come back to life. Like it's in full force. Um, if you have not gone to go watch the new trailer yet, go watch the trailer. It looks fantastic. I cannot wait for this movie to come out. I'm scared to death about what things are going to be like when it comes out in November. Uh, just have a bad feeling we're going to be going not necessarily on lockdown, but things are just going to get really shut down. So we'll see. Uh, but that being said, I'm, I'm moving forward regardless with my car. I've been working on it and, uh, so I'm to the point that I've gotten, I've gotten the, uh, the basket. I purchased a basket. I've got these metal rods and I've got the lights mounted to it. I have started figuring out, uh, the power needs. I, <laughs> I grossly o- overestimated my power needs. Uh, did I tell you all about that exactly? Okay. So, uh, um, you, go, you did the hour long test and, yeah, like 3% or something. Yeah, so here's the thing. So what I was reading was when I bought these, it says they're 3 watt. They're 3 watts is what they pull, 3 watts. So you do the calculation, and it's like, well, 3 watts times 12 volts, and you figure it out and divide. And I was like, okay, I don't need a very big power supply. Well, then I get to looking, and other people are like, oh, well, it pulls this many amps. And I'm like, oh, well, if it pulls, if it pulls 18 amps, then wow. I'm doing 2 then I need like a hundred milliamp battery, milli, uh, milli, uh, I'm sorry, a hundred uh, amp hour battery so that I can run these things for like two hours. I'm figuring two hours that I can definitely get a parade done. That'd be fine. So I bought this hundred amp hour battery and it's like 60 some odd pounds, like 65 pounds. It's heavy. Uh, bought a charger, uh, charged it up. It, when I got here it was at 96%. So I charged it up, uh, to hundred percent. And I was doing all this outside on the back garage. And it's funny, I was doing this while our, our painter was here. And so I hooked up both I hooked up both of the lights and went out there and checked it 15 minutes. All the cables were fine. Everything was running fine. Nothing seems to be overheating. Went back and checked it a half hour. Same thing. Checked it again at 45 minutes. Same thing. At an hour, I disconnected everything, took the battery back over, hooked it back up to the charger, and... It- does a few things and then it comes back with a thing and it tells me it's at like 96 <laughs> percent so i'm just like okay i hey, bought way too much battery for this that just means you get to do more stuff yeah well i'm trying to sell the battery right now like i'm trying and oh and here's the other thing so uh i don't know if i told you this part so amazon will ship me the battery. i can buy the battery from amazon amazon will ship me the battery but i cannot return it because they won't take anything that might explode. And I'm oh. just like... But you should. Yes. <laughs> so $175 later on a 100 amp hour battery. Uh, I'm currently trying to sell it. I told Christy I may have just wasted a bunch of money. Of course, she's like, we're, we're okay. We're fine. It's not like I don't waste money from time to time anyway. You know, so it's not like I got in you know, big trouble with the wife. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but, um, yeah, it's just like, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's actually sitting back here behind me, and I bought another thing. I bought a container for it that you put the battery in, and it, it attaches to it, and it gives you a 12-volt, like, you know, I always still call them cigarette lighters. It gives you one of those jacks and then, like, a USB jack on it. And I'm like, well... I guess worse comes to worse. I just hold on to it. And if we run into a situation where we just happen to need, you know, 100 milliamp or 100 amp hour battery, I guess I've got it. So you you could run that computer for a very long time. (laughs) 
charge up your computer. See, the thing is, is I'm just going to make sure whatever I hook up to it, like I'll need to buy an adapter that'll turn it into 110. Uh, I just got to make sure it doesn't pull too much, but I'm like, hell, it's got 100 amp hours. It it could probably pull a crap ton of amperage and still be like, whatever. Um, So yeah, I may have just inadvertently bought a backup. (laughs) Um, But I mean, like, but like I said, that was one of those things. Like I'm not, I know enough about electricity and stuff to, I don't, to not be dangerous. I'll put it that way. I know enough to not kill my soul. Um, But like I said, like you read this one thing and it's like, well, how many amps does it pull? Oh, it pulls this. I'm like, but the calculation on that doesn't make sense. And like I said, I was like, all right, it's going to take a real world test. Did a real world test. I was like, Okay, so way too much battery. Anyway, so anyway, which uh, so like I said, I've been really excited, really interested in, in, you know, trying to get all this stuff done. One of the other things that they uh, they talk about in the uh, oh, real quick, just a side thing. So when we went to this convention, uh, Joseph and I walked off to go look. It's a it was a it was classic gaming fest here in uh, in Austin, Texas. And uh, we walked off to go look at some video game stuff, and we came back, and Laney and one of the other guys, one of the other Ghostbusters, was like, we broke your proton pack. We're so sorry. We didn't do it on purpose. I'm just like, okay, settle down. It's going to be okay. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with it? And they're like, it won't fire. All the lights and sound, everything else works. It will not fire. And I'm like, okay. So I take the thing off, and I'm doing surgery on it. And what's funny is I have people coming over asking questions about it because they're like, oh, I can see inside the thing. Uh, if I could print a clear one somehow that would look decent, I would. That, I think that would be awesome. Would. Um, side jag. So a, one of my librarians today uh, came to ask me if she was going to invest a lot of money in doing something that she could like do on the side to make money. Would it be better to look into buying a 3D printer or like a Glowforge laser cutter? And I was like, go with a Glowforge. I'm like, just realize you have to vent the thing. I'm yes. like, but yes, there are so many things I could already think of to do with it. Oh, yeah. uh, I just can't justify the investment right now because until I would figure out some way to make the money back, Chrissy would be like, well, that's a lot of money you just spent. <laughs> and space. And space. And the fact that it has to be vented. Like it's not it's not like a 3D printer that I can just – of course, you could debate. But anyway, the print, 3D printers sit back here behind me. They're perfectly fine. I'm not inhaling a bunch of toxic fumes. That thing literally is a toxic fume factory. Like it has to be vented outside. Anyway, um, if I could figure, if I had one of those, I could see myself trying to cut plexi and with it and then heating it and bending it and getting, it wouldn't be like the shapes might not be a hundred percent accurate, but if I could get one that was clear, how awesome would that be to show people? So epoxy, man, it would work. So anyway, um, I take off the case, I look at it, all the pins and everything are fine, everything, you know, nothing's come unplugged or whatever, and I was like, I wonder. So I took apart the wand, the one part on the wand, and sure enough, the 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 cheap little uh, switch, literally the little switch you hit to activate it, literally broke in half inside the case. So I was like, y'all could not have broken this. Like, there was no physical way y'all could have broken this. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the rest of the time I had to take a pair of pliers and anytime someone wanted to watch it, I was like, all right, here, hold on, let me, let me short the circuit so it can <laughs> fire. Um, but anyway, I got that fixed. In the new trailer, there's a scene where we already knew this was go- this was coming out in the new movie. There's a scene where the there's a ghost. The Ecto is making a hard turn around the corner. The the young lady is on the gunner seat shooting the ghost. 
And there's what's called the RTV. The rem- I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the RTV, the remote trap vehicle. It's basically a ghost trap on these that's set on top of a remote control toy. But this thing is cooking. Like this thing is flying around the corner with it. And I'm like, oh my god, how awesome would it be to have one of those at a convention? To be able to drive it around. So that's another thing. I'm like, all right, I need to work on that. I've got this. I've got that. So anyway, I'm like, nope. Finish the Ecto first. I've got to get the Ecto done. Um, which, which leads me to what I, I mentioned earlier. So <laughs> last night I call I call up Ray. I said, hey, uh, can I talk to you in like uh, <laughs> ten minutes for like five minutes? End up going like half an hour, forty five minutes. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I've run into this issue where, like, I have the basket and I've measured the basket. It's going to be on the top of the thing and it's four inches tall and I can design this. And I was like, all right, um, there's a certain thing I want to do with it that so far as I can tell, no one else has done. And I was just like, what do I want my actual clearance is on this? So I pulled out my car so that's, you know, in and out of and I get up there and I start measuring and I'm like, I only got six inches on this bad boy. So. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Uh, so what I was freaking out was I was, I was almost to the point of talking myself out of doing the, the cool thing I wanted to do. Uh, but I've come up with some other ideas. Um, I've and... just, I've just thought of a new idea. Okay. What's that? You put an air ride suspension on your car and then you could just drop the car. No, I, Christy would kill me. Oh, <laughs> Although I will say it has already crossed. Granted, I just bought new tires on it earlier this year. I I I have to say I have looked up. Is there such a way to uh, white wall non white wall tires? And apparently there is. So yeah. How bad anyway. ass that thing looked? Just slam down and. No, that ain't happening. That ain't happening. <laughs> oh, because my dumb ass would do something wrong with it and go over a bump. And be like, well, I just screwed my car. Anyway, um. So anyway, I've been looking at trying to do that, and I was freaking out, and I talked to Ray and Chris about it last night, and I think I've come up with some other ideas that are going to work. But so I'm still going full steam ahead on that. So that's what I'm working on, Um, which – so before we start talking about what we'd like to work on for next time, uh, let's kind of get into kind of our main topic, as it were. And Ray's the one that threw this out there, and this comes from his his newfound carving, uh, (laughs) and that is – Having, I'm, I'm mainly focusing on the right tools, but this is a lot of stuff. This is not only having the right tools, this is having the right tools and the right experience and the right knowledge to do something. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so let I'll, I'll just jump off here real quick. Um, so when I first started 3D printing, of course, that's a learning thing. Like there are so many things I do differently now than I would than I did when I first started. It's it's insane. And what's funny is is some of the things I would do I do now. Like younger me would have been like, you're gonna break it. No, I'm not gonna break it. <laughs> this is fine. Oh, uh, but that's like one of those things. Just like okay, so like leveling the bed. Like technically speaking, like they they tell you when you level the bed, you're supposed to take it's roughly a sheet of paper, and you want it so that you can slide the piece of paper in between the nozzle and the bed so there's a little bit of friction but not too much and you have to go around there and you have to do it all the way around the bed and this that and the other and yes occasionally i will still do that but now i've gotten to the point that i know it's going to be pretty level i just start the print and i watch it and i'm like 
no, it's too close on this side. So I just adjust it while it's still going. <laughs> and once it seems like it's pretty level, I'm like, all right, cool. Finish. Scrape it all off. Starting right round two. All right, look, looks good to me. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, that's old, one of those knowledge things. Old you would have been freaking out. On oh your- my god, yes, I would have been like, you're adjusting the bed as it's going. Yeah, I'm adjusting the bed as it's going. <laughs> Shut up. So, uh, but yeah, so I'm. Uh, th- that's one of those things that uh, that uh, like I said, the, the knowledge of what you get now, you know over time well like the whole thing with the the and i've talked about this before on the show the resin printing i haven't done hardly any of it in a while uh but i've been watching some more stuff and i'm just like yeah there were some things i was missing and i think now it's making a little more sense there's also some things i'm getting from some people that i'm just like okay that makes a lot of sense like so i'm I'm actually I'm kind of excited to start doing another print on it because there's some things i want to try and i think it was going to make my um my enjoyment from it a lot better because I'll be honest with you. It was becoming a real struggle trying to finish that Catan board. I was just like, Oh God, I still have to get these prints and a third of them are going to fail. And so, yeah, I was just kind of powering through it at that point. So I'm hoping when I start it back up again, I'll be like, Oh no, this is, this is more enjoyable than it was the first time. around. <laughs> so, uh, but so let's talk about carving. So, yeah. Um, it's, it's Thinking about wood carving for me was was the kind of the start of this. Um, that being said, I, I don't know how many times I've come across not having the right tool, the right paintbrush, the right. So, for instance, um, when I was doing painting, um, <laughs> as you messed around with the magnets. <laughs> Sorry, it was bothering me. I was looking at something. I was like, I can't trust this. Go on. Um, <clears throat> so what I was going to say is like uh, for painting, right? Um, for certain effects, like uh, when I was doing watercolor, I would get a fan brush because that's what I thought I would need. And I, so I'd get a watercolor fan brush, except that it would just be a big blob of color as you go across. And so to actually get the effect you wanted, you had to go with a stiffer or hard. So like more of a, an oil um an oil fan brush to work with the watercolors to, to make the different effects. So it's it's these types of knowing the different tools for that. Um, today, for instance, I, I went down to my buddy's place and uh, I made sure that we had the right tool for the, the vinyl siding and the clipper. Uh, there's a part where you have to clip so that you actually make the pieces all fit in together. So I made sure I got that as well because there's nothing worse than getting started and being like, I wish I knew this tool existed beforehand. Yes. So, <laughs> so um, for carving itself, um, I'm thankful that Chris listened to me and she, she, she. Why wouldn't I listen to you? Well, no, just, um, well. You, Sometimes I don't. A knife is a knife, right? You, you, you think a knife would be a knife, but. Right. Carving, carving knives are thinner. Um, but they're, uh, when, when you sharpen them, um, and this is something I've learned as well with the straps, right? Uh, the, the one guy that I listened, that I, I watch on YouTube, he's never taken any of his, uh, knives to a stone he's always just used a strop uh, with some some compound in it and that sharpens them very scary sharp like it's mm-hmm. pretty incredible how it doesn't take long either so um so having the proper strop having the proper knives uh and then once you have those proper things then you can actually start actually working on these things um and not 
fighting it because the other thing is, is if you don't have a sharp knife with this, you are more apt to actually get injured because it's not going to cut the right way or you're going to put too much pressure on a spot and then the whole piece will break, which is another thing that I learned recently. So uh, it's it's also where holding your fingers in a specific way so that if you are cutting and it goes past and it breaks, nothing's in the line of that blade. So mm-hmm. it's proper techniques as well. And yeah, it's just um, the, the carving knives for me recently was, was kind of a fun one. And there are so many out there, like mm-hmm. so many different ones. I'm excited. What I was going to say, too, is, uh, but it extends into um, woodworking, right? Uh, there's There's been times where I've tried different tools and, and they just weren't working. And then you find out that there's a specific one for it that mm-hmm. uh, for dowels, for instance, making dowel holes to make sure that the dowels line up. I bought a jig to do it and man, did that ever make a difference, right? Like it's, um, so yeah, having the special tools to make sure that you actually have things to do it right, save you a lot of time, a lot of effort and inevitably money because then you're not wasting your product on the raw, like your your materials, sorry, on with the wrong tools and not screwing them up. Yeah. That's the other one too. Even though you're spending more up front, you're going to save so much later. <laughs> yeah. So like uh, going along with the painting, one of the things that we did was uh, we have a litter box that's in the corner in our laundry room. And, uh, you know, we, we keep it clean. Y'all have been to my house. We're, mm-hmm. we're clean people. But they still would, there would still be flecks of the litter that ended up on the wall. And if you didn't clean it after a while, it started to stick or whatever. And I was like, all right, we're not going to do this. We're not going to allow this to happen. So I went and bought plexiglass, and I was like, all right, I'm going to cut this and put it up there. And I was just like, plexiglass is so freaking brittle. I was like, okay, so what's going to be the best way to cut this? And I looked and looked, and finally I was like, oh, you can cut it with a um, um, a jigsaw. You just need the right blade. So sure enough, made sure I went and got the right blade because I was like, I've been there. I've been there and done that. Um, and yeah, I did get a couple of small cracks and I think it's just cause my technique, I was probably going a little too far or forcing it a little too hard, but, um, man, the cut came out great. And like, it's like I said, you can kind of, if you look really closely in the corner, you could see them, but otherwise you just look at it. You're like, Oh no, this looks like a pretty professional. And then of course also drilling the holes through it to put the screws in. I was like, Nope, make sure I go grab the right bit. Cause, um, I don't want to actually cut this and do a good job and then go to screw a hole through it and it just be like shatter. <laughs> so yeah. I, I had that with tile in our old kitchen uh, in Inver Huron. I went and got diamond. It was a diamond bit mm-hmm. because that was the only way I was getting through that tile without breaking it. And man, did it ever take a while and you're, you know, you're holding and then you're spraying the water on it and you're taking your time but it saved me so much time later because I didn't have to rip all of the tile off because right. it's cracked a friggin' tile. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> you have anything to add, Chris? Um, crochet. Well, I'm sure you think with the crochet, <laughs> it's more that knowing. Um, so with any kind of like art, it is. It's about having the right tool, and for me, it was about. Okay, I don't know if I'm reading a pattern. It's like, oh, I don't know what that means. And 
YouTube is a godsend because somebody has put a tutorial out there about it. And then also not being afraid to, it's called frogging. So what you're, it's, you rip out the stitches and rip it, rip it. Frogging. <laughs> um, so not being afraid to just completely rip out your whole entire project because it's just not happening. Your tension's wrong you've got the wrong yarn or it's you don't you wind it you just don't like the pattern it's not working for you um and you don't like how it's turning out and you just rip out the whole thing and it's fine because it's it'll be fine you can make something else with it it's not like it's not set in stone it's not something that's permanent and then you're stuck with it um and then definitely using the right tool for the job so if your pattern says use this tool this specific size of, of hook you, you can't be like, oh, I don't have that, so I'll just fudge it and do this. It doesn't work like that. It's the same with baking. I Oh, I love my mother-in-law. I love my mother-in-law. <laughs> She'll never watch this, so it's okay. No, so it's fine. <laughs> Sorry, um, Ma, if you ever do watch it, I love you. <laughs> she is a kamikaze in the kitchen, and I love her dearly, but she makes me nervous when she watches me because she will improvise. It's fine when you're cooking when you're improvising. Cook? Exactly, yeah. Because it's all taste-based, right? Like you're not trying to – it's not a scientific experience. You're just going on what tastes good. So you add a little bit of this, you don't add that, but you'll add this instead. And it all works out in the, the wash, right? The best example that I can give of this one is the yogurt that she used in a butterscotch pie. Sorry. You interrupted me. Okay. I'll let you keep going. I sat and listened to you talk about knives. <laughs> I ruined the punchline. Keep so going. Shush. Anyway. So she's one of those, um, she doesn't read the recipe or she'll just peruse it or she'll just be like, oh, I already know how to make it and just assume that she has the ingredients in her house because she has kind of a stocked kitchen. But if she doesn't have it, she'll be like, oh, well, and just keep going. It's like, no, that was an important ingredient. You don't, you can't not have that. Or if you don't have that, you have to make a specific equivalent. Like I'll veganize a bunch of baking and stuff like that. But I will, it's not like I won't add eggs. I'm going to add something to replace the eggs. It's right. vegan. I'm not just saying fuck it with the eggs and like, woo. And then it, you wonder why it didn't set properly or why it's like a ball of glue. Um, See, so sugar she, I know is like that. Like if it says granulated sugar, you use, you can't use any of If it says powder sugar, you have to use powder. powder. You can't powder. substitute. Yeah. So, but, and I will with sugars because sugar is more like, a to taste sort of thing. So I'll like substitute brown sugar for white sugar or whatever. But, um, but when it comes to baking soda and baking powder and the amount of flour you use, like that's important shit. Salt. It's important. The amount of butter you put in and your, and your combining agent, um, like eggs or bananas or, um, an egg replacer, like all of that's important stuff. And she doesn't, she's very kamikaze. So some of her stuff turns out, she just gets luck. I don't know how it happens, but luck is on her side and it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. And I love her, but it doesn't. And she's just like, oh, well. And it's like, oh, wow, this tastes disgusting. <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I can't eat this. <laughs> so when you're, when you're baking, it, it's more scientific than cooking. And if you're not used to that, it can be very frustrating. But she did make, because his dad's diabetic, there's these old family recipes from out east, from New Brunswick. That's where his family's from. And one of them is this butterscotch pie. And it is basically butterscotch pudding in a pie shell. 
in a graham cracker pie shot. But it's so delicious. It's really, really good. But it's, I mean, it, it's more involved than that. And because he's diabetic, she was trying to cut down on the sugar and make it, healthy. make it healthier and add some protein in it because she's a big protein nut. Except she put yogurt in it, but the, she put, I think it was plain yogurt to also cut down on the sugar. But it did not work well with the butterscotch. And his sister was there, and his sister has no filter when it comes to their mother. And she just flat out told her it tasted like shit. And she was a little devastating. Um, the other thing that she makes really well, though, that I will give to her, she makes the best Rice Krispie Squares because that needs very little ability to, you can't really screw up Rice Krispie Squares. You really can't. It's they are the best. Pretty. So gooey. So good. <laughs> but that's Not a, healthy. <laughs> no. But that's another thing of you have to have, you know, you got to make sure you're, you have the right ingredients. And if you don't, maybe you don't make that thing. Maybe you make something else that you have the thing for. Well, what I found with crocheting is I have to um, have the right weight of yarn. You can't, like if you're making um, something specific, it's, and you're reading a pattern, they tell you that weight of yarn for a reason. Um, they tell you the hook size for a reason. There's also gauging, and I don't do that with blankets. I absolutely have to do that with, with um, garments because my gauge is so far off that I have and I still haven't figured that out yet so I just stay away from that I'm like I don't figure that out yet so I'm not gonna make anything like that yet but I will um so um yeah do you you know what gauging is didn't you say it's like how closely or how tight yeah I remember you talking about that one time Yeah. yeah yeah so I was off with the sweater I was making so bad I had to rip it out three times, and I still can't figure out how I screwed it up that bad. I will figure it out, but not today. And it's like with paint. She, she even changed, like, the size of her needle, needle to make sure that she was smaller. on a bigger gauge than what she should have been, mm-hmm. or that she, just, than she would have been normally, and it was still too big. It was, and it was way yeah. too big. Like, when I say way too big, it would have fit him. Like, it was <laughs> too big. And then with I like painting the house. My job is painting the walls. So having you know, the right rollers and paintbrushes and tape, tape. I'm not one of those who can cut in. I have no patience for that. So tape is very vital. Um, and I'm also not a perfectionist. So if it's, if it's pretty good, it's good enough. That's okay. I'm all right with that. But yeah, definitely having the right reading, reading your instructions, reading the pattern, making sure you've got all your bits is important. And when it says to do this, do it. Just do it because you because right now I'm try, I'm making this blanket and I'm this is the first time I've actually like hodgepodge two different patterns together and I I I, I took a while. But I like it. I like I'll show you. I like the result of sure. it. Should you after? Should you after? I can show it right now. Okay. This is my Death Eater blanket that I'm making. And it, I ripped it out three different times to get it right. Because I had it in my head. Okay. So that's what it looks like. That's cool. Yeah. So it's going to be, but it took me, and I've goofed up. I mean, I just looked up the mistake I just made. And I'm not going to rip it out because this is a prototype. I'm not going to rip it out. I'm going to let that go. (laughs) 
but this is the first time I'm actually like making something based off of a video I saw, which I know I'm missing steps, but I can't find the pattern anymore. It's not on Etsy and a pattern, a free pattern. Sometimes free patterns you get what you pay for. Sometimes they suck. Yeah. Sometimes they suck. And they don't make sense, and then you have to go to YouTube. But we did find a calculator to help with everything, too. And so then, yeah, yeah. That was something else. Um, so this woman, uh, I don't have her website with me right now, but she actually, it's one of those blog ones, so you got to get down halfway before you actually get to the calculator. Um, but it, it actually writes it all out for you so that, okay, put in what um, what the – the thing says it's supposed to be how long it's supposed to be and then also how far you have so you have to do your test gauge and then uh how long do you want it to be rather than how long did it say it was supposed to be and then yeah. it'll actually tell you how many um stitches stitches do. you have to do so that you're at the length that you want to be rather yeah. than because because the, the pattern i'm going off of it's um it was 47 inches wide and I'm like, that's too wide. So how do I knock seven inches off of that? And how many stitches would that be? So that's the part where I'm learning at is how to sort of write my adjust, own patterns yeah. and adjust when it's not in the, because some patterns like my common room blanket patterns, mm-hmm. it was all in there. She had like 18 different sizes and what you had to do. And this is how many stitches you need to make this size of blanket. So it was like worth every penny. <laughs> no, that one was free. Oh, so that know. one was a good one. But still worth every penny. Still worth every <laughs> penny. But this one isn't like that. And so, um, yeah, it's that's where the part where I'm learning at is like, okay, I would like to start making my own things. Or at least if I'm reading a pattern and being like, um, I think I want to do this, have a better knowledge of how to sort of tweak it the way I want to without me, like having it be a total disaster. There were three things that, as you've been talking, I, I, I want to throw in. One, I'd always heard this, and I, I love this this idea. Um, uh, uh, baking is baking is uh, a symphony, and cooking is jazz. You can just kind of yes. do whatever you want to do. Uh, yeah. I've always loved that that analogy. Um, what was the second one? Oh, cripes, I forgot what it was. Anyway, uh, oh, that's what the uh, – so uh, have you all – have y'all been watching uh, Nailed It? Uh, we watched Nailed It, but we haven't. I not don't the know. recent one. Okay, the the newest season is uh, I think it's Double Trouble, and it's teams of two. Yep. And on like the second to last episode, everyone is sifting their sugar, and and Jock's like, why why are you sifting your sugar? He's like, mix it in with your milk, and then it it does this way, and then you don't have the lumps. And I'm just like. That's genius, but I never would have thought of that. So once again, picked up something from this the show. Uh, I was just thinking about that. But anyway, oh, and you were talking about painting. So yes, yes, watching Mario paint. So he basically came in, and I didn't know that was a term for it. Cutting goes in there with a paintbrush and cuts everything. Mm-hmm. Never, I, I, I say never. He did have tape with him, but I don't think he taped a single thing. He may have, but just watching him, just steady hand, just mm-hmm. go right along. Um. And that's that. That's his day job, and he's been doing this for years. So I understand why he's able to do it. Yeah. Uh, and then it, it would have never occurred to me because that's why he, you know, he would cut the entire wall and then he'd let it dry or whatever. And then he came back, and then his roller was every bit two and a half feet wide or whatever, and it's just roll. And it's just like boom, 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 boom. It was like he was done like that. Yeah. Um. 
special that, tool. Yeah, and and it's like and that's a special. Yeah, that's definitely a special tool. Um, and then of course talking about technique. If you've ever watched professional uh, uh, fence builders, nail like one Wait. hit done, and I'm just like that is some talent. Mm-hmm. Yep. That takes time. Oh uh, yeah, that's the other thing. You have to be patient with yourself too. Like you're not going to be perfect at it right away. You have to suck at it for a little bit and make some really crappy things. And then eventually like, cause I remember making blankets and I couldn't figure out why they would bow in them like at the bottom. Like, why am I getting, it's not a square anymore. It's this weird like rhombus shape. What the hell happened? And it took me a couple of videos and a couple of tests strips to realize that oh i my foundation chain is way too tight so i actually have to go up two needle sizes two hook sizes Mm -hmm. just for my foundation chain in the first the first stitch because otherwise it's gonna kind of cave in on itself at the very bottom and it's gonna it's then that's not a blanket anymore. Then you have like a yeah it's a weird ass it's a weird not (laughs) cape thing. but now that I know that every single blank that I make, I know that I have to have a hook that's two sizes up in order to to make it flat at the end and yeah. not itself. But it's learning that thing and it's watching people on YouTube. And there's YouTube is invaluable when you're starting out a new hobby because it's been out long enough and there's enough content out there that whatever you choose to do as your hobby somebody out there has already put a youtube video out telling you breaking down steps if you hit something there's already an expert out there that um and it's free this is all free and you and you can learn and it's awesome so speaking of that doug linker is the youtube channel that i've been following for my uh carvings Mm -hmm. um fantastic uh tutorials um bunch of dumb, different little things so and then he has the people that he's learned from that he sends you to as well so um yeah definitely yeah. go check that out if you if you want to get into this mm-hmm. so. but yeah there's always you're never stuck there's yeah. always somebody out there who's been doing this for a long time and has learned the skills and just shares it freely which is awesome yeah something else i was thinking about that i definitely could have you going back and refining some things with the proper tools, not having them the, the proper tools the first time, uh, putting down the flooring that I did. Uh, pretty sure I permanently damaged uh, my right hand by trying to do rips on boards with a, uh, um, a skill saw instead of having a table <laughs> saw to do it because I thought, well, I don't have to rip that many. I'll just do that. And as a result, you know, every uh, so often, it, I, you know, it, if I'm using something that I use a lot of force on, so like um, uh, if I'm uh, uh, power washing the driveway or something like that, you know, that's a lot of pressure I'm putting on my hand constantly. Or if I'm using something that vibrates, you know, a tool or something, I can definitely feel it in the next day or so. And it's it's one of those things that's just like, Dumbass, you should have just just dropped a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. Would have you you literally would have saved your hands, you goober. Uh, I'm actually holding something right now. This is it's not that expensive. It's a one by two block, or it's a yeah, it's a one by two by three block. It's made out of metal. It's heavy as hell. I get these things are so 
useful for just holding down stuff or setting up stuff or this is this is an inch and you're not going to mess it up so if you need an inch you just put it down there nope there it is or here's two inches or here's three i need to buy some more i've only got two of them but because like whenever i'm painting outside i'm like well i can paint i can you know i can put the paper down to protect the table and then i can tape it all off and i was just like no i just need to buy a couple of these more and i'm just gonna plop plop and then i can move on instead of having to I don't want to say waste the time doing that, but I'm like, no, but, the yeah. wind is not going to blow this thing off. This thing is has got some weight to it. Yeah, um, yeah and it, so it doesn't even have to be an expensive tool. It doesn't even have to be something that does a, a fan, you know, super fantastic job. Just like this simple, something this simple. Um, but man, it it there is something about when you get the right tool or the better tool uh, that just makes it all all the world difference and. Um, we, we, in the, on our book show, uh, the marginally geeky show, we, we uh, read Adam Savage's book and he even talks about that. He even says, if you need a tool, go buy, go buy the cheapest version though, and yeah. use it. And then that way, you know, oh, I want one that has a longer cord or I want one that doesn't do this or has this or whatever. And, and then you, when you spend the extra money, because I've also done that as well. I've also done the research and been like, oh, no, it says I need to have this, this, and this. So I went and bought those things, and turns out maybe I didn't have to have all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yep. But, yeah. So, you know, just kind of depends. Yep. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move into uh, what we're tr- what we're wanting to work on for next time. What do you want to like to go first? Sure. I'll keep All right, going. Ray. <laughs> um, so... I would like to start planning out Halloween. Oh, okay. We are very close to September. We are very close to... Sweater weather. Sweater weather, which I'm excited for. Um, I've been watching the YouTube channel that you have suggested. Halloween Haunter? No. Um, Van Oaks Props? That's the guy. So I can't stop watching his videos. Uh, he has inspired a, a few different things. Um, I don't think mine will be mo- uh, moving this year, but I do want to do the shovel sitting next to the grave. And I have, uh, we were at a, um, the restore nearby and we found, <clears throat> found this horrible lamp. Oh, it's fresh out of the seventies. But dear God, is it perfect? And I'll yeah. have to show it to you later. I'll, I'll have to send you a picture of it because it's going to be hanging. I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up so it's hanging. It looks like a lantern, and uh-huh. it's gonna hang from the shovel. So this year it may the shovel may not move, but that thing's gonna be there. And my goal is to have that lit up uh, so that it'll actually light off a battery power. Okay. Uh, so I'll figure out how to hydle that uh, this time around and wire it up that way. Can you, can you read this? Probably can't. Start uh, making tombstones. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that is literally okay. I, I his last video that he did where he's making a tombstone. I was like, all right, uh, end of August, beginning of September, I need to start working on that. So it is literally on my calendar. So I need to talk to you about what foam you use because that's something else that I want to get into is is carving my own tombstones because we bought some crappy. We ones, bought cheap ones from Walmart, and and they're they're just. They don't hold up year no. after year. The ones that he did look like you could, as long as you store them decently, they're year after year they're gonna be great. 
Yeah. So I definitely want to invest and do it right. Mm -hmm. uh, and and so, yeah, I've got definitely some, well, some ideas. We have the perfect front yard for it. So. Yeah, there's, it's a great front yard for it. And then as well, to, to help me with all of those ideas, we went to the bookstore and uh, I grabbed this one. It was for five bucks. Uh-huh. And there are some fun wiring and uh, just different ideas on on um, just different little things that you can do and out of all different types of materials. And so I definitely want to like as simple as like tool clips, mm -hmm. right, uh, out of PVC or... You can get into. Oh, that's the one you want. Yeah, this is that. another one that I would like to do at some point and have it out front. It's the uh, head in a jar. Right? Oh, nice. So it shows you how to do those different things uh, and how to do it simply. I I just think it's going to be there's some fun in this one. So um, using magnets for different things as well for different storage, which I'm definitely going to be using for my garage. Uh, I will be taking some of those ideas out of there. So, um, yeah, I, I probably want to do, but my main thing is going to be trying to prep for Halloween. That's very cool. That's going to be my next thing. <laughs> yeah, I've got several things I want to try to get done, and that has come back up again. And it's, I, I've always wanted to buy the big giant Stay Puff, and and uh, Lowe's is going. I'm sorry, Home Depot, I think. Or maybe it's Lowe's. Anyway, one of the two is offering yet another one this year. Uh, unfortunately, he's got he's holding a looks kind of like a, 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 a pumpkin, like you know you're doing trick or treating or whatever. And I was like, oh, I could maybe cut that off. There might be a black band there or whatever. It's like, well, it's ten feet, so it's gonna be huge. That'd be awesome. How much? Two hundred dollars. I'm hoping. May, oh, so I've got to tell you about this. So the one we had at our convention. Uh, one of the other, one of the guys, Daniel, showed up and had it. He had a big blow up one, and it was it was an eight foot tall Stay Puft that we, you know, used to take pictures and stuff. It was fantastic to have. Lots of people, you know, saw it, came around, wanted to take pictures with it and stuff. And he's like, "Guess how much I got it for?" I'm like, "You're gonna piss me off, aren't you?" He goes, "Yep." He said, uh, "He said I found it on Facebook. This woman had a Ghostbuster themed party in Austin. Now parts of Austin can be very bougie." And of course, oh, it's for a party, so I don't need it anymore. Twenty dollars. <laughs> Normally went for like a hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars. He got for twenty bucks. So I'm like, how did you find that? So he showed me how to do searches on Facebook Marketplace and save the searches. Oh, there you go. So that it will repeatedly keep coming up and yeah. and telling me stuff. Now it seems to it seems to keep slipping. Like I've told it only local within a certain area. Yeah. But it will come up and tell me stuff that's shipping or whatever. So I'm just like, whatever. But every day I, I you know, if I see it come up, I'm like, oh, let me see. Is this, is this the day I want to fight? No, not yet. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, I've, I've wanted to do a, cause I even told Christy, I was like, I could make, I could get a big stay puffed and I could make it, I could make New York in our front yard. Wouldn't you like New York in the front? No, she won't. So, <laughs> instead, and yeah, and instead, I, I think she's definitely okay with me doing like tombstones and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, well that's that's fine. I can I can do that. So, but yeah, that's uh yeah his his channel is fantastic. He's well, even the spotlights right where he's talking about using the spotlight to make it the candles look like they're even more like I'm all in like. Uh, <laughs> 
yeah. and the stuff that he's doing inside his house to make it, you know, to replicate mansion stuff is just, yeah. He knows so, what he's doing. He's a, he does a damn good job. Oh yeah. Yeah. I liked the, uh, the last one I watched was the, um, the elevator. Yep. And I, I thought about where I could put that in this place. I'm like, it'd be kind of cool to put it near a door. That would be awesome, actually. It looks like an elevator door. Just saying. Anyway, that would be cool, actually. <laughs> See, I, 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 not that, not that Joseph is that handy, but I have a bad feeling if, if Lainey ever started watching it, she'd be like, I need all of the things he's doing. Like. I could see her definitely being like, okay, not full on Haunted Mansion, but definitely hard hits of it in the house. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Uh, I'll show you the, the one that I was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, Chris, uh, besides DMing this maker, what else are you wanting to work on? <laughs> I've already written that on there. It's going to happen. All right. Uh, I want to finish this blanket. Um and I or so I organized my office organized. I I bought a corkboard. Um, but I have two more ideas for blankets. Uh, and it's Lord of the Rings. So one for Aragorn and one for Erebor. Um, because I just I'm going to read the Hobbit suit. So Erebor is kind of a prevalent place there. Anyways, um, so I have those ideas, and I want to see if I can get any more. I can find any more inspiration. Um, but yeah, definitely get this blanket done. I've, I have a feeling it's going to take me longer to do just because I'm sweet. Every row I'm switching yarn. Um, not that it's not a complicated blanket or anything like that, but it's just switching back and forth and trying to figure out how I don't have to weave all those freaking ends in because yeah, that's going to suck. I'll show you when we're done yeah, what yeah. The, okay. the, and the, what I did to myself I've done this to myself <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out how I'm not going to have to like weave in like a hundred ends when this is all done so oh, wow yeah I'm going to try to be so I would like to have that done I will DM that maker. um <laughs> and just see if I can come up with some more um ideas also for the house I have totally let my scatterbrain take over with the house Totally let it have full reign, and it's bad. So I need to – oh, yeah, I've got, like, four different projects on the go. Nothing's complete. It's all just – and I live with somebody who is in particular, so it's – he doesn't care. If she, so we've got different – we've got three different – Paint swatches on the wall. Swatches on the wall in the kitchen, which – whatever. Yesterday I got the black wheel to all the cabinet front doors off the cabinets that we've got, so they're gone now. Um, and then the entryway is not done yet, but it's got a wallpaper sample up on it and half of the stairway walls are painted and some of the paint's been stripped off the trim and the, the bathroom's pretty much done. So that's nice. I just have to add like decorative items. Oh, also we figured out can't put wallpaper in the it's two rooms that I want because it's going to be almost $500. So I have picked the entryway just to do the wallpaper all right <laughs> wallpaper is expensive is uh, it? pardon is it yeah or is, it, is yeah. it the particular one you're looking for or is all wallpaper kind well, of there's three kind of three different types of wallpaper you can get you can get the traditional which is just paper so there's no paste there's nothing on it that's like the shit that you have to take off with the steamer later on when you hate it okay uh, yeah. so that's your cheapest option then there's the pre-pasted removable kind, which is what I went for because um, 
I'm probably not going to live with this for more than five years, I figure, and I'll get sick of it in and around that. It's so pretty, though. And then you have the peel and stick, which is really popular now. But the peel and stick, which is a massive sticker, is high end. Like it's for a two by two foot by nine foot roll. I think it was ninety dollars. Yeah. Ninety dollars. Ninety. $95 for the two rolls of paper. No, no, no. For one, know, one roll of paper. For sorry. one roll of paper. Which was a nine two, foot. Yeah. By two foot. Like two that's foot section of paper. Insane. And it's $90 wow. for peel and, and we need three per. We need three. That adds up because we have <laughs> yeah. a tall wall and it's five feet wide. Bro. So yeah, you're at 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So we've pegged it down. For a small wall. Yes. But nothing <laughs> I've done in this house is finished. And my scatterbrain is just, it's run amok. So I need to hone in on something, pick something, one project, and freaking finish it. I don't know what it's going to be, but I <laughs> one and just do it. So I have to, not tomorrow, because we have lots to do tomorrow. No, tomorrow's not This today. weekend sometime, I'm going to. I'm working this weekend, so that's So great. I can, you're not a distraction. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. If I'm here, I'm a distraction, so then she, I, I. All of a sudden, like you the, are though. The you projects, are the six projects, foot one yeah. massive distraction. So the projects that she wants to work on, she can't work on because I'm here. I want to <laughs> talk to you and I want to hang out with you, and it's very difficult to get things done when you're here. You <laughs> time with me, and then we yes. wind up doing other things. Anyway, so like watching what if? <laughs> yeah. So I would like to pick one project in this house to actually like. You know, I have to get done before my scatterbrain picks something else and yeah, it's already yeah. things but i can't do those things that's not no yeah and no i i understand because at work today we've got like four or five different things going on in the office and i literally went from thing to thing and i looked at my partner i was just like my adult adhd is oh yeah ripping me up today like yes. it's so because yeah. i'll literally do a little bit over here and walk over here and be like yeah. no wait a minute we'll go ahead and take care of this no we can work on this yeah so yeah that's what i've done to the house yeah, but I live with people. But I live with people who it doesn't bother them, so it's not a disruption for them. So that's also a good and bad thing because it's a good thing because then nobody's at my butt, but it's a bad thing because nobody's at my butt about it. Yeah, see, I live with just the opposite, so I know that when I start a project, there's a timer going. It's, yeah, it doesn't have a specific time on it. I just know it is it is counting down. That one, yeah. That's this one usually. When I started project. Yes. <laughs> he's not like that when I started project. He's just, you know, whatever. So, for instance, when we did the floors, Tom McTicken, we had to do this in a specific time frame. Yes. Gotcha. So we the house back together in a yes. specific time frame. I'm not sad about that. We got those puppies done. And we got oh, yeah. two rooms done in four yeah. days. It was awesome. It was, it was pretty quick. Uh, but, yes, when, when it's somebody else's turn to start, it's... The, the rope is long. Gotcha. Because <laughs> you don't care. I don't. It's different. <laughs> um, the things I want to work on is um, I am going to get these lights installed. Like the house is looking really good. It's it's definitely a more modern refresh. And like I, I think I said this on the last episode. I don't think it's going to be hard. I don't foresee this being hard even in the slightest. It's just getting it done. It's I, literally I had planned on it this weekend. And I was just like, okay, well, I'll get you know, the living room back together and then I'll do that. And it just, it took a lot longer than I thought it was going to. And 
And so I'm like, well, no, not today. Maybe tomorrow. Nope. Then I and and we've been so tired from work because it's the first work, you know week back. It's like, no, I don't want to try to start this tonight, you know, tonight. So um, I'm hoping maybe this weekend. But by the next time we talk on this show, I will have gotten these six lights installed, hopefully. Uh, and then of course the other thing is, is I'm just gonna keep pouring all my time into this ecto. I'm I'm going to get it done. Um, I want to get it done just not only so I can just check it off my list. It's also because, um, uh, even if we are locked down, there are some things that I could still technically do with it. Um, so like, uh, uh, Christy was showing me for the boys next birthday, uh, a friend of hers, little girl had a birthday today and they had bought, have you seen like where people are buying the, the big, it's, you know, each individual, sign, you know, letter, but it's like a big sign that goes almost oh, in the entire front yard. Like, like happy birthday. Like, yeah. And she was like, well, yeah. let's do that for the boys or whatever. And of course, you know, the thing that started with COVID was, you know, having parades for people, you know, we can't have a party, so we'll do a parade. And I'm just like, I'll fucking lead this parade with an ecto and that would be awesome. It, so if it, cause I thought about, I saw several people do a parade and, and you know, we were asked, you know, we, we joined in a couple of them. I'm just like, how awesome would it have been to been able to. Have the ecto there. Have yeah. the ecto there. So yeah, it's it, it's one of those things. Unlike some of the other stuff I'm going to work on, if we get locked down again, eh, it may have to go in the deep freeze for a little while before I can get out, you know, and, and really show it off. But this thing, on the other hand, nope. Like I could I could still do stuff with it. So I've kind of I'm kind of really you know energized and and, and going that way. Plus, to be honest with you, like I've just at this point need to get the design down. I've already started I've like already bought the lights for it and I'm like I think I can do the programming on this pretty easy. So it's just going to be getting the time and sitting down to do it. So yeah. uh yeah. Um so that's what I'm working on is uh, focusing on the ecto and then installing installing the lights in the house. So uh that is our show for the month ladies and gentlemen if you would would please give us a five star rating on iTunes, uh Google Stitcher wherever it is you listen to the show. Um uh, it, we don't have a huge listenership on this show. So if you are one of our listeners and you think, if you know someone else you think would enjoy this, we'd love, you know, share the information, share an episode with them. Uh, you know, it would be nice to kind of get our listenership up a little bit. So, uh, and then of course, if you leave us a, a rating, that definitely helps on iTunes as well. So, uh, you can check us out at epicallygeeky.com where you can find all of our shows, including the Epically Geeky Show, the Marginally Geeky Show, and the Sustainably Geeky Show. Uh, we're recording a new episode next week of uh, Marginally Geeky, where we are discussing um, – what's the Project, book again? Project Hail Mary. Project, Hail, Project Mary. Hail Mary. That's right. We're discussing Project Hail, Hail Mary. So um, so that episode will be coming out week after this one. Uh, and then you can find us on all the social media at Epically Geeky. Where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, the Reluctant Yeti on Instagram. Chris? On uh, all the shows that you mentioned – and on Instagram at Rosen Hummingbird. And as always, you can follow my individual wacky adventure online at, at Optimus Gene. On, <laughs> pardon me. For everyone on the site, have a good night. of the Epically Geeky Network. 